Blog Talk Radio. It is now time for your weekly football party. Live from the IMLD Home Studios. In its eighth season, this is In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. With your hosts, Jay and Dre. Super Bowl shaking that Jay was calling for and hoping for, but not quite on the uh, same side that we were both hoping and predicting. Uh, it was the one outcome that I don't think either one of us thought was possible, which was Tampa Bay just completely destroying the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs, who had won pretty much every game they tried to win in the regular season except for one and won every game in the playoffs, even the one where Pat Mahomes got initially injured. And we both thought they were going to roll in and take out Tampa Bay, uh, just like they did in the regular season. It didn't quite work out that way. Absolutely not anywhere near the way that either one of us thought it would. But Tommy got it done. Tom Brady, seventh ring, seventh oven. Greatest of all time, no dispute, can't doubt it. Uh, this is indeed in much less detail the podcast. Uh, we are here with you live on a Tuesday night, February the 9th, 2021, breaking down Super Duper Bowl 55. I'm Dre. My co-host Jay is missing in action. He has not texted me today, and I'm suspecting that uh, he just forgot that the show was tonight because the Super Bowl was such a disappointment that he just said, ah, I don't care about a recap I'm, I'm I'm just guessing he didn't even think about it and I, I did just text him uh, you there I haven't heard back from him yet so assuming he'll show up uh, at some point but uh I'm writing solo at the moment yeah that was that was a thing that was uh that was quite the thing that was you know what for me it was uh you know I picked the Chiefs okay I I got no reason to like feel really down or, or emotional or bad about it. I'm not a, you know, longtime Kansas City fan. You know, I respect the hell out of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I, I stand for Andy Reid. I said that when I picked him to win the title last year. And uh, I still stand for him, uh, even with this pathetic outing. Um, and I still think Pat Mahomes is an incredible talent. And he showed that many times during that game, unleashing some throws in defeat that, quite frankly, should have been all-time Super Bowl real highlight successful throws. Not saying that he would have led them to a comeback win if some of those guys would have held on to some of those miracle throws that he was making. But the fact is there were several, not just one, but several incredible miracle throws that Pat Mahomes made under incredible intense duress um, that made it to his receiver's helmets and bounced off their, their heads a couple of different times and right through their hands and off their face masks. Um, it, it was crazy to see how hard Patrick Mahomes had to work to try to get open, try to get away from the Tampa Bay pass rush. The, uh, the, the pressure, the heat was relentless. Um, and he not only got away, but in several cases, like I said, made unbelievable throws like side-armed, under-armed, uh, Kenta like 
crazy on a string with tight spirals, like angles that I don't think any of us have ever seen uh, anyone throw a football before. Um, and like I said, not they weren't all perfect. They weren't all accurate, but a couple of them were um, and, and shouldn't have been considering uh, the pressure that he was under and considering the, uh, the, the shape of his body uh, as far as how beat up he was, he was clearly limping around. Um, and considering in some cases the, the shape of his body as far as where it was on the field, like parallel to the ground, like flying, like Superman, you know, laid out straight uh, and still managing to fling the ball 30, 40 yards in the air uh, on a dime to a receiver who could not pull it in, had it hit off his, his face mask. It, it was that that's what uh, was heartbreaking for me. Um, that's probably even too strong of a word, but I was just disappointed. Um, I guess I bought in all the way into this guy can do anything. He can uh, will any result, no matter what the situation uh, he is, Michael Jordan, this is the Chicago bulls and they can turn it on and flip the switch and, and, do whatever they have to do to win any football game against any defense. And that obviously was not the case. Um, he, he gave it his, his, his great shot. He gave it a, a, a an unbelievable try, but uh, it was not meant to be. Uh, and the other, I guess, disappointing part for me is me being such a fan of playoff defense, me being all the way going, you know, back a couple of years when I was charting, what great defenses did in the playoffs as opposed to mediocre defenses and great offenses. That was clearly the trend of that great defense was, was what you wanted in the playoffs. That was overcoming everything else when it, it when it all boiled down in the end. And that was what would happen. That's what happened again for the Super Bowl. Great defense completely smothered and took out a great offense. And I, Feel, I feel like I should have seen that coming. I feel like the way uh, the Buccaneers' defense played um, in the playoffs, uh, the way they played in the regular season leading up to the playoffs, like they were on an unbelievable run. Uh, it, it, and it was combining the other part that made it obvious uh, in hindsight, obviously hindsight makes it seem obvious, but the defense was was coming together. The, the the pressure was coming together, um, and it was combining with the offense. It was combining with Tom Brady and Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich, uh, getting that offense on board um, and getting into a rhythm. And, and we we talked about you know halfway through the season, boy, they don't they don't look like they're on the same page at all. Tampa uh, and, and Tom Brady and, and Bruce Arians Arians sniping at them in press conferences a little bit and and criticizing him and saying that this is an offense that will look a lot better with basically with better quality play at quarterback. And it's like, damn, you, you, that's Tom Brady, right? You know, uh, much as we make fun of him not being the greatest quarterback of all time, and he's still not, no matter how many rings he wins, uh, he's still not the greatest because, you know, I have eyes and so does Jay, and he would agree with, agree with me if he was here. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's not uh, that's still not the GOAT. I'm sorry. But uh, just the fact that Bruce Arians was still calling him out like that and, and making it seem like it was almost like a mistake that he came there, that it wasn't what he thought it was going to be. Um, it's like, oh, wow, okay. And Jay and I were both thinking, you know, maybe next year, maybe 
another year for this to gel and, and another year for uh, everybody to, to be where they're supposed to be as far as the receivers on the field uh, in relation to what Tommy can do and can't do. His arm, we thought, wasn't you know anywhere near as strong as it used to be. Um, it turns out it, it's pretty still pretty damn strong. He just had to uh, get some accuracy issues ironed out, and uh, it, and it still wasn't ironed out completely. It wasn't perfect, right? Tom Brady still threw a lot of yeah balls, still threw a lot of balls that you kind of looked at it and go, why, why are you doing that? What are you, what are you, but that's the point is the Bruce Arians offense, uh, no risk it, no biscuit as, as we keep hearing, uh, as we've heard many times in the pregame leading up to the Super Bowl, that uh, that's basically the motto and the way that Arians uh, does his thing and, and coaches his football. Um, and good for him for getting a ring for that. Um, I'm actually happy for him uh, for winning this title. We talk about somebody that loves football that much to the, the fact where he has heart issues and has to retire from the game and then later on decides to come back. Like the game was that stressful to you that you had to, to retire. You had to leave football for literally for your health, uh, a lot of guys say they leave for their health and it's for different reasons, but that was completely legitimate. And then decide that, you know, I, I, I can't stay away. I love it too much. I got to come back. And then he comes back and he uh, goes all the way with, you know, gets Tom Brady landing in his lap. I'm sure when Bruce Arians came back to football with Tampa Bay, he'd never expected to be coaching Tom Brady. So, uh, you know, you get a gift and, and you take advantage of it the very first year. I got to give him credit for that. Um I texted Jay at nine and said, you there? And I got no answer. So nine Oh seven, I decided to finally text him back. Show is live. And then he texts back, be right there. Like what, what did you think I was asking you when I said, are you there? I, maybe he thought I was asking, was he there to make a phone call? Yeah. I, I figured he completely forgot about the show because he was, he wasn't excited about the Super Bowl to begin with. And then that result, uh, and I'm with him, man. It, it sort of took it out of me the last couple of days. I haven't had much energy because it was such a, a brutalizing uh, uh, game. It was brutal to watch. It was hard to watch. Um, it's, if you're a, a Tampa Bay fan, if you're a Tom Brady fan, it was fabulous. I understand that those people think it was a great game and it was awesome to watch. If you're a fan of uh, all-time defenses, uh, it was great to watch because I'm not – believe me, I'm not trying to put – Tampa Bay as one of the great defenses of all time, but just take that game. There's 55 Super Bowls, right? That's one of the best defensive performances uh, in Super Bowl history. That It just is. Um, it was incredible the way they came after Pat Mahomes and just would not let him get a moment's peace. Um, everything that he did was a result of his athleticism and his determination to get open at all costs, get away from the pass rush, get an angle, find a way to, to get this ball down the field. Um, they only sacked him three times. So it feels like they beat him up. You know, it feels like they sacked him 12 times. Um, but uh, he, he just kept finding a way to, to get open and, and still try to make plays. And, and almost, almost did. Almost made it uh, several plays there. So, yeah, that Super Bowl was so exciting and, and interesting. And you just completely forgot about the uh, the recap show, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's the first, but my wife actually had to wake me up to tell me I had to show. <laughs> yeah, that exciting. Yeah. Which, which was about the feeling which was about the feeling that I had watching that game. Yeah. No, I I get it. 
Yeah, it was it was uh, it was unexciting. I think I uh, I think I leaned into that. It was just unexciting the wrong way. I said we needed a. So that was I was ready for that Super Bowl to be a you know a bit of a one sided affair. I just didn't ex- expect it to be, you know, the the way that it turned out. No, and and I was saying that I was disappointed in the fact that it was a, a defensive shellacking uh, that I feel like I should have seen it coming, the way the, the Buccaneers' defense was playing uh, in the postseason, the way everything was right. ramping up and their, their efforts were getting better and better. And, yeah, I just – I bought into uh, Mahomes being the next Jordan and, and Kansas City being the next Chicago Bulls, and I just figured it doesn't matter how great the defense is against them, they're going to – overcome they're going to find a way and they're just going to make the plays that they need to make just because they can and just because they can turn it on and uh, uh apparently they can't yeah so what we end up with is a narrative of the kansas city defense plays one of the well, probably best defensive super bowls that you can play against uh you know patrick mahomes and, and tyree kill and travis kelsey and you know and they hold them out of the end zone they hold them to nine points and all we can get is the complete filleting of Tom Brady. After. He's the goat now. Uh, he's got to be. There's no. There's no question. There's no argument. No, there's nothing. Seven yeah, rings. No. He's the goat. Just. Just give it to him. Exactly what I told you would would happen. Yeah. We're would you know? It's like oh, see, it's like oh, we need Tom Brady to win. He's got to win another one. To, uh, yeah, but. Uh, Tom Brady wasn't really the story of the game, but of course he's the story of the game. Of course. I mean, they well, only needed 10 points. Pretty much. I believe uh, that was, was the, uh, uh, the interesting stat that I saw that says Tom Brady's last two Super Bowl wins, the defense gave up no touchdowns. Go! <laughs> but he's the best of all time. The defense couldn't have done that without Tommy. That they were inspired by Tom Brady because oh, he's the goat. Don't you understand? No, no. Come on. It just it 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 it, it, it I think it makes me more like entrenched. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm not I, alone. I, I can that, see uh, I can see the comments. I I can see what people say. You know, I can I can read the Twitter and and, and see what thing. I'm not alone. We're not. We're you know. It's not like I'm the only person who who, who doubts the uh, the narrative. No, that's what I said uh, when I came on the air. I said, we have eyes. We can see that he's not the greatest. You can, you know, count up all the rings all you want. We know he's not the best quarterback we've ever seen because we have eyes and we can see. Right. Wouldn't that make Robert Ordy the greatest oh, Bas- he's, he's basketball got, champ? Yeah. He's got more rings than anybody. Come on. Come on. Big shot Bob. Russell. Except for big Bill Russell, right? Oh, he's really the GOAT. Yeah. We're, we're counting just rings. Absolutely. <laughs> I will say, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, this would be a cheap shot at Tom Brady, but hey, at least, at least in Robert Ory's championships, there's highlights of Robert Ory, <laughs> like doing big things, right, in the big moments. Uh, Tom, Tommy threw some some TDs. He threw some TD passes oh, sure. in there. He did. It went off of uh, an, an old lineman's head that he should should have been a TD pass, and gee, he could have had four. Um, and a game that made me want to—I mean, I wanted to turn that game off at halftime. I was disgusted already yeah. by the 
the questionable refing going on in the first half of that game. And uh, credit to, to Boomer Esiason for, for taking those guys to task, being the only one really uh, to take them to task, the refs that is, at, at the uh, on the halftime show of that game. And uh, I'll make a bold prediction that Boomer Esiason won't be manning the desk uh, <laughs> for them. He'll, he'll be unceremoniously uh, replaced Nah, as, you know, he, he he threw he threw a wet blanket on on the goat. You know, he they got to have the one guy that's sort of the rebel. That's how they keep that air of of uh, impartiality. They make it oh, seem sure. like they really because you got the one guy out there that, that's the wild card. You know, <laughs> so you think they're all sitting around the table, you know, and somebody looks over and goes, "All right, who's the ones going to talk about this bullshit?" <laughs> All right, I'll 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 be the guy. Ah, I'll Boomer's like, there. all right, I'll do it, I'll do it. I'm kind of cranky. They expect no, it how, from me. All those tables are built. You know, Terry Bradshaw's the wild card for the Fox desk because sure. he, he'll say anything. You, you never know. But yeah, that was that was. I, I know I was driving home from work listening to some of the pregame, and they were talking about that the that the ref, you know, the head ref was Carl Sheffers. And the last uh, last Super Bowl he refed was Super Bowl Fifty One, and I was like, "Wait a minute, Super Bowl Fifty One? Oh no, we're gonna get all kinds of crazy uh, defensive holding calls in this game, just like we all." And sure enough, every time something looked like it was about to go against the goat, there there was a ticky tack defensive holding call. We can't let Brady throw a pick. <laughs> There was some bad call. There was some. We, there was we, some we need to, calls. We need. We need to throw the flag on a ball. You know, uh, on a shot to the end zone that actually, I believe, hit the back wall. <laughs> that they called a pass interference on. Uh, was that the one where the receiver got tripped going down the sideline? Uh, no, no, that was the one where they, uh, where the receiver actually literally just ran into uh, to Ron Matthew going towards the end zone. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just ran straight into him, and then Brady threw the ball, and the ball was at least ten feet over everybody's heads. But got to call the flag. Yeah. So th- that that was uh, uh, yes, but as as is usually the case, those were all bad calls against one team. Yeah. Uh... Hard to hard to deny that, but nobody uh, nobody flagged the gun, uh, no, you know uh, Sue for uh, basically karate chopping Patrick Mahomes in the head. Of course not. And on the very next play, Mahomes throws a pick. Yeah. No, I, you, you knew I was done. I was I was just <laughs> was sitting there. I was just watching that game. I'm like, oh, I'm so done with this game because you could just see, you could just see what was happening. Yeah, it was, it was quite ugly for the now, Sean. And it, it, you knew that the the comeback wasn't going to happen. You knew that you, you see Pat Mahomes, hop, you know, hobbling around yeah. out there limping, and it's like, oh God, it's not only can he is he getting chased and he, he can't get a, a moment's breath to himself, but now he's also got that toe injury, obviously uh, reaggravated. Um, yeah, they they did, they only sacked him three times, but they beat his ass. They beat him yeah. up. He ran for he ran for 497 yards on dropbacks and sacks. 497 yards, and he's hurt. Imagine how much he would have ran around if he wasn't hurt. It'd have been over well over 500. Um, 
and still came up with some unbelievable pass attempts that could have been caught if his guys could have. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, the the Chiefs just decide to start dropping everything, which which yeah. makes no sense either. You have uh, Tyreek Hill have a touchdown, basically go off his face. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey dropped an easy, should have been an easy target on uh, one of the uh, better scramble plays that Mahomes had, and you basically throw in the ball like as he's getting sacked, and. They dropped that too, and so like, yeah, they uh, they did not uh, they did not show up to play. Maybe, maybe they believed their own press because everybody was all over the Chiefs going into that game. Yeah, I don't know if they believed their own press, but I know that they seemed like they didn't come in thinking that Tampa was going to pressure Pat Mahomes like that, like. Uh, they 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 knew they had the bad offensive line. They knew they had Eric Fisher out. Uh, they knew they had both offensive tackles not playing, so they had to do a lot of reshuffling. And it seemed like the game plan was not there to be very creative. You didn't see a whole lot of those uh, wild plays and weird plays and reverses and end arounds. You saw a little bit of it, but I, it felt like Andy Reid's creativity got sapped from him uh, because of the fact that he knew – his protection wasn't going to be there, but you got to try something else. When you see what's going on and you see Tampa Bay continually coming after your guy and, and squashing him and, and chasing him around, uh, you got to come up with something else. I, I, that second half, I was waiting for something else. Let's, let's have something different. Let's have some uh, quick, uh, quicker throws, uh, wide receiver screens, uh, something else to, to, relieve the pressure and nothing came. I don't know why they, they didn't have more creativity uh, in their game plan. Yeah, I was, I'm with you. I thought they were going to make that adjustment coming out of halftime and, and, and up the tempo, you know, maybe go some no huddle, um, you know, get the backs more involved, start, you know, and they, they were actually, you know, doing a decent job of mixing it up when, when running the ball was strangely effective for the Chiefs. It's almost like that the you know, Tampa Tampa was willing to let the Chiefs run the football. And and they were they were actually, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire was making some nice gritty runs. I mean he was he took a few uh right up the gut and uh turned them into some nice gains. He took a few that looked like he was gonna lose three yards in the backfield and turned those into nice runs. But you know, just the Chiefs Want to want to be the Mahomes show, and it seemed like every even the, you know their eyes, everyone's eyes are telling them like, okay, you've got things that are working, but you're not doing them because no, you you got to get you know Patrick Mahomes, he, he's the show, and it didn't work. Patrick Mahomes has been the show, and Patrick Mahomes being the show is what got you a title last year, and Patrick Mahomes being the show is what got you fourteen and two this year and a bye and and all the way through to the Super Bowl. So I get the, the trust in him, but at some point you got to look at him hobbling around out there getting chased, and you got to say, that don't look so good. we got to try something else. And they just never really – they the, the few things that they did try, they didn't sustain them. They didn't stick with them. And that was, uh, that was weird. That was disappointing to me. Yeah, the deep drops. <laughs> the deep drops weren't working. The 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 – Empty shotgun sets weren't working. There was a lot of things that uh, you know that, that that Kansas City had that weren't working, and yeah, I I did expect there to be some adjustment. 
So this was, uh, you know, we didn't have to decide our little handicapping contest. This pick was just for pride for both of us, and we both thought Which that. Which is a shame because I should have just agreed with you <laughs> for yeah, NFC Championship Week, but. Yeah, because I definitely would have had the the Chiefs over Tampa Bay. Yeah. That was my initial thought when the uh, when the conference finals was over, and that's what I I did waffle a couple times during the two weeks, but not uh, for any significant length of time. I basically kept coming back to uh, the Chiefs can turn it on whenever they want. They they seem like they can just flip a switch and and do anything they want to do out there. So I got to stick with them. Uh, so just for pride, and and no pride for either one of us in in this big just. Flat got it wrong, and just this was the one outcome I just did not see coming. Uh, any the Tampa close I could see, Kansas City close I could see, KC blowing them out I could see. Tampa Bay all over them in a route and holding the vaunted cheese offense to zero touchdowns. That I did not see coming. And you know, and the Chiefs uh, even on their desperation drives kept getting, you know, fourth down opportunities inside the red zone a few times that they, they couldn't convert on anything and they, they passed up opportunities to keep going for it and opted for field goals early and field goals weren't going to win that game. Well, yeah, in hindsight, uh, but I was okay with those choices because I figure it's the chiefs. They're going to get back down there. They're going to convert those into yep. touchdowns later and you take the sure points. Now you don't want to try to go for it and, and get nothing and give, Tampa, you know, all the momentum. Um, so I was okay with those. So Tampa just took the momentum. You know, Tommy came out and uh, that, that drive, that first touchdown drive where they finally break through and get a touchdown in the first quarter, the first time in, in however many trips to the Super Bowl that Tommy was able to get a touchdown in the first quarter and he barely got under like the wire to 17, do that. Like 17 seconds left. Yep, he got it. It was it was kind of obvious he was trying to get it before the clock ran out. It was almost comical to watch, but uh, but he did it, and they were in rhythm. And they, uh, he, you could see Tommy getting loose, and uh, whether it's out right to Antonio Brown, a tight end screen to Brait, uh, he did a slappy throw to AB in the red zone, and it's like, oh boy, is he, here we go. He's you know getting in the rhythm, and as we. Uh, feared that the Chiefs' defense wasn't doing much to, to slow him down and stop him, and he finally gets the uh, the play action throw to Gronk, uh, springing wide open from eight yards out. Yeah, it was 37 seconds left in the first quarter. Yeah, it was obvious that he was trying to, to get that in under the wire, and, and they did it. And once they did, they pretty much uh, took off from there. Yeah, it was, it's too bad Fox didn't have the call, so I couldn't hear Troy Aikman. Oh, they're they're not letting them play. Because <laughs> that was what you know that was the thing in the NFC Championship game, Troy. Well, they're letting them play out here today. Well, they didn't. They, they weren't letting the Chiefs play at all. No, it was some some bad Chiefs uh, penalties too. It wasn't all the referees. It was yeah. some bad bad plays I, by the by the Chiefs. Uh, can't line and, up in the you can't line yeah. up in the opponent's backfield on a field goal attempt. <laughs> That's just awful. Uh, take three points off the board and let Tampa just keep, you know stay on the field. I'm sure the, the Chiefs defense really appreciated that too. Like really, really. Because we all know that the Chiefs love lining up offsides against Tom Brady. <laughs> Wasn't that D Ford uh, lining up offsides oh, yeah. that actually cost the Chiefs the game? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, the AFC title that game, AFC championship game against Brady. But it's because <sighs> Brady's the goat, you know, Brady. Brady's. Put so much fear in the other team. He makes them line up offsides. They just got to get to them. 
they, they make so many mistakes trying to beat Tommy because he's the GOAT. That's what happens. I'm telling you. He gets in their, he's in their head. That's right. Ugh. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm sick of all the, the Brady talk and the GOAT talk. And, like, the, the, the people, like, I you know, we said on the, the, the Super Bowl preview show that the people who think he's the GOAT are not going to be swayed one way or the other. So He could have lost uh, the game and they still would tell you he's the GOAT. But now that he won it, oh, my God, they are so even more insufferable and acting like it's just fait accompli now that he's obviously the greatest quarterback of all time because he's got the seven rings. You, you, there's no there's no argument. There's no argument at all. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to let him, you know, celebrate and have it and, and feel good about it. He, he's, he's not really the GOAT. We, we, we all really yeah. know that. But. Well, you know, and, and does it actually – I mean, really, when you boil it all down, it's just an opinion. It doesn't mean anything. There's absolutely no way that you can prove one way or another whether he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Right. Completely so non just... completely not quantifiable. Even, even uh, did you see the quote? You know, the quotes from Jerry Rice because uh, you know Jerry Rice, no. and I guess a lot of people had figured that you know Tom Brady was was the goat. You know, I mean that that uh, Rice was the goat. You know, based on how like his statistical dominance you know, how far ahead of everybody else he is, like, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else at that position. Even in a, even in these receiving league, you know, times, mm-hmm. it's an offensive league, he's still that far ahead of everybody else. And Brady, you know, and uh, Rice is like, ah, yeah, it's fine if he wants to be the GOAT. And then he kind of takes a little subtle dig by, you know, talking about the fact of uh, how much less physical the game is now. Nah. <laughs> but he's like, hey, you know, I never really wanted to be the goat, so if he wants to be the goat, he can be the goat, and and but double and then doubles down again on the, uh, but you know the game's a whole lot less physical now. You know these guys are playing. You know he said he wants to play till he's forty five, and you know that's great, but you know Rice played in an era when you you didn't get to to play that long. You didn't get that longevity in your career. He sure tried. Uh, I have terrible memories still of Rice as a Seattle Seahawk in his 40s. And yeah. No, well, not just – I'm not talking go. about just Rice. I'm talking about the quarterbacks too. Sure. I mean, with these cheap shots that they're always being taken on quarterbacks and, you know, diving at knees, throwing guys into the ground. There's the wind blows a little too hard right now and they flag you. Unless you are, are Dominican Sue and you karate chop Patrick Mahomes in the head. <laughs> oh, those Mahomes, are all excuses. Mahomes was like, what? Yeah, he was like, what the hell? Did you, you guys see that? Yeah, no, of course they didn't see that. No. Well, it was, if it was Tommy, they'd have seen that. Oh, my God, yeah. So, he's, yeah, it was, there's a, there's a reason why I was in bed and <laughs> forgot about, I totally forgot about this fact that we had a show. I put the kids to bed. I was like, man, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. I figured you forgot. Look, I was wiped out the last two days myself. That game was crushing and it was exhausting. And it, and, and yeah. as I was saying before you came on, it's not like I'm a Kansas City Chiefs lover or longtime Chiefs fan or anything like that. It, I did pick them, so I was disappointed at losing the pick, but it wasn't really that big a deal. It was just the way that it happened, and it was uh, seeing uh, Pat Mahomes try so hard to lead him back despite everything going against him, the referees calls going against the team, the pass rush coming to the break him every time he dropped back, uh, just everything uh, in his face. And he still 
uh, lying parallel to the ground, throwing Kenta Kobe sidearm throws uh, on a string on a perfect spiral, which is just ridiculous. Those throws that he made, some of those throws that he made should be should have been on Super Bowl films, highlight films forever as gr- some of the greatest throws in the history of the Super Bowl. And the only thing stopping him from that is the receivers dropped the ball. Yep. Like, that's not on him. I, I, I'm not putting any. I'm not putting any of this on Mahomes. He was obviously playing hurt. Um, which was, again, though, you know, you get, you know, Brady gets to go through. Now, now, now we can look back on the totality of this Super Bowl run. He beat Taylor Heineke, the corpse of Drew Brees. Um, the Packers probably the most legitimate one, although we were talking again about the refing in that game, and and basically Patrick Mahomes on one foot. Still making incredible throws that got right. dropped. Yeah, I'm so I'm so done. I mean, it's the perfect end to to 2020, right? To just have it go that way. Like, of course, it did. It's also so 2020 that out of those four quarterbacks, the best game he got was out of fucking Taylor Heineke. Yes. No, that yeah, was the best competition. Washington, Washington probably gave them the toughest test. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, that really is though. Twenty twenty. So yeah, well, that was, was also uh, Washington also played the most defense. I believe that would have also been Brady's worst effort out of the four. Although he wasn't that great against the Saints either, if I recall. No, there are no Yaha, the Yaha balls. Yeah, and then against the Packers, he threw three picks on three straight drives. Mm-hmm. Goat. And then, but the but the right, but the, the Chiefs have. Just an awful defense, uh, and we we knew that the Chiefs would keep that, you know, keep keep Tampa in the game. We just expected more out of the Kansas City offense to to be able to go toe to toe and blow for blow, and and it never looked, it never even looked like the Chiefs offense, and uh, that's a credit no, to the didn't. Tampa defense. Yeah, they came for him so hard. I mean, did all the credit to Todd Bowles for making the defensive adjustments. Uh, the double teaming on Tyreek Hill, the double teaming at times on Kelsey, uh, making sure that, hey, however we got our asses beat in the regular season game, that's not going to happen this way. We're going to come out and do something completely different, and we're going to make this uh, – you're going to make the Chiefs and, and Mahomes beat you some other way. And if he were healthy, maybe he would have found another way. And if Andy Reid was uh, you know, concentrating and getting, coming up with better – game plans. Uh, maybe he was distracted by his, his drunk ass kid. I don't know, but um, they just did not have uh, anywhere near the, the spark and the creativity that you would expect out of uh, a Kansas city chiefs offense in the super bowl. Like uh, again, I'll, one more time I'll reference going back to that Baltimore Monday night game that when the chiefs are motivated and when they have a big game, they can come up with some unbelievably creative plays and, uh, make it look like Harlem Globetrotters out there with Sweet Georgia Brown playing. And we see, we saw them do that. Uh, we saw them sleepwalk through the regular season after that and kind of, you know, they, they dominate the New York Jets as a 19-point favorites and then don't seem to give a damn about any other game after that and just kind of rack up W's uh, in their sleep. Um, and I just assumed it was because they were reserving everything and that they could pull it out uh, when they needed it. 
And they needed it on Sunday, and they didn't pull it out. Uh, again, I don't know how much of that is, was Mahomes' health. I don't know how much was uh, being distracted and not putting together a, a good game plan, and how much of that, quite frankly, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the way they were coming after uh, Pat Mahomes. Because uh, you think about I'm not trying to – I said this before you came in the air, too. I'm not trying to say that this was uh, one of the greatest defenses of all time. But think about 55 – games 55 Super Bowls that's one of the greatest defensive efforts in Super Bowl history it just just is Uh, you you got to give them uh, credit they were unbelievable uh they every facet the coverage the the pressure uh they they pretty much shut down the Kansas City Chiefs and held them to no touchdowns and when you think about uh Pat Mahomes never losing by double digits his entire professional career um it was an incredible effort by the Bucks D and you got to give them all the credit for that but Man, it was just disappointing to, to see because I really expected the Chiefs to come harder than that. I, I of course, have to reject your analysis completely because it's it's all about Tom Brady. Goat. Can't it argue. Was, it, it was all Tom Brady. I, I also Brady. seem to remember. You know, I don't remember after. I don't remember after the. Uh, I don't remember after the Bills beat the Ravens seventeen to three. That the narrative was that Josh Allen's the goat. All about Josh. <laughs> well, right. He he definitely didn't throw uh, the, the touchdown passes that that Brady did. Hey, Brady threw the touchdown passes, so I, I we can't completely crap on yes. him. It's not like he played a bad game. It's not like he played a, an average game. He played good. He he played well. He played better than those uh, first three titles that he won. That's for sure. Uh, so he, he's obviously come along since then, and also. Credit to again the uh, the offense of the of the Buccaneers gelling together after that. For remember watching them in the first half of the season and going, uh, oh, um, yeah, that maybe another year or so they should they could gel or something. But they don't look that they don't look like they're on the same page at all. And, and Arians calling out Brady in the media and stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah they they were not very uh, impressive that first half of the year. And then they got that late bye in week twelve, I think it was, and. Never lost again after that. So uh, they, they, everything came together at the perfect time. The defense stepped up. The offense gelled together. And uh, they, they just went on that, that crazy run. Of course, in hindsight, it makes perfect sense when you look back now. At the time, we were watching a, a Super Bowl champion gel together and put it all together. And I, I guess we just didn't recognize it. So kudos to them. I guess. <laughs> uh, you know what? And statistically – that offense was pretty explosive last year as well. So yes. if they get this defensive effort last year, then maybe they could also go on the same run. The difference of course, from last year and this year being, Oh, about 20 some odd interceptions more out of Jameis than out of uh, Tom Brady this year. So, <laughs> you know, we, we make fun of Brady, but give him the credit. He, he definitely came in and brought an air of professionalism to that uh, position that was not there last year and it, and it made all the difference uh, obviously for Tampa Bay, but just, I, I wish the chiefs would have given him a better effort. That's all I can say about that. The the exact number would be 18 less interceptions than last ah. year. Cause it was uh, Jameis had his 30th and you know, find final one on that pick six in the last game to get him the 30, right. 30 uh, season. Yes. Brady threw Brady threw 12 picks this year. Okay. And three in the playoffs. All in a row. But yeah, on three straight drives. <laughs> yeah, but it, it it was a better uh 
it was definitely a better quality of play out of out of the position. Bruce Arians wasn't in the media quite as much as he was last year. Because last year he was ripping Jameis pretty much every week. So again, good on Bruce for for coming back. You know, uh, having a heart attack and having to retire, and yeah. loving football so much that he decided, you know what, that a hell of my heart. I, I'll get a transplant or something. I'll come back anyway. Um, to, to love football that much and, and make the comeback. Now he didn't expect to when he takes the Tampa Bay job to have Tom Brady fall in his lap uh, at some point. So that was definitely some luck involved, but you know, almost every success story has a a germ of luck in it. So he gets that and, and they make it work. Uh, You know, it's, it took a while, you know, to, to gel, but once it did, uh, they, they go from there and, and they don't look back. Um, So, so I'm happy for Bruce Arians for, for, you know, risking everything to come back to football and, and gets rewarded with a ring. So certainly worth it for him. Um, and I'm happy for, for Todd Bowles, who has always been a quality uh, defensive coach. Um, got the one starting uh, uh, head coaching gig uh, with the Jets and flamed out there. Um, and maybe probably deserves another shot. There's so many retreads around the league. Uh, I'm, I, I don't think you could do worse, uh, too much worse than, than Todd Bowles. Give him another shot. Uh, again, those adjustments uh, from the, Kansas City game in the regular season to this one. That's a totally different looking defense. Uh, they did not get embarrassed at all. They made sure Tyreek Hill, uh, every time he caught the ball, was surrounded by guys, uh, and they certainly made sure he was enveloped uh, when he was on his deep routes. That they had safeties waiting for him. They're like, I don't care how deep you go, there's going to be people surrounding you. It's not going to be one guy. It's going to be multiple people out there uh, making sure that you're not just running free. And so. Uh, big time defensive effort. Uh, again, one of the best that uh, that you'll ever see in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, got to give them the credit. I just, oh, it was exhausting. It was just, uh, I, I'm, I was exhausted as exhausted as you as you've been the last couple of days. You went to bed tonight and everything. I was just that exhausted. I went to bed uh, early both Sunday and yesterday, and woke up late this morning. And just it was, it, it took it took a lot out of me. I don't quite know why but it was it was not fun you know you get go through this long crazy ass football season with the COVID and everything you finally get to the Super Bowl and it's the Super Bowl man you're, it's you know you're supposed to be the best of the best and one of them didn't look like the best at all it just took all the sales out of me it's like it was ugh, just left me feeling ugh, like that yeah I agree with you on that one, and you, you, I thought that about at least 10 or 15 minutes ago while we were in this conversation about that. That was what was – there's been all the all the adjectives about the game. None of them have been, been stellar. Boring, uninspiring, you know. Um, I uh, turned out to be – have my Nostradamus moment on the uh, prediction show for the game. Uh, as you see the – Headline today, and I don't know if you saw it. No, which one would that be? Uh, Super Bowl Fifty Five had the lowest rating since two thousand six. Oh, okay. So, yeah, lot you know. So, so the nine there was a nine percent viewership drop um, for the Super Bowl compared to last year, which had been rated lower than the year before. Um, and it actually outpaced the viewership drop for the regular season, which is shocking considering it's the Super Bowl. That's the one football game even the non-fans watch. And we yeah, get our lowest 
we get our lowest rating in 15 years. I got a, a couple of uh, additional thoughts about why that would be, you know, in addition to what we were talking about before the game actually happened. Watching the game, number one, is a very obvious reason of it's a blowout. And, and no matter who's playing in the Super yeah. Bowl, if it's a blowout, there's not going to be a very high rating for it. And number two was I'm, I'm aware very much of the entertainment value of the commercials that brings a big part of that audience. You know, a lot of people that don't care about football, well, my wife is one of them. Uh, will still watch because of the commercials. And the news was out pretty early this year that there wasn't going to be a lot of entertaining, crazy commercials because a lot of companies were going to take this dial back attitude in this year of COVID. And uh, they're going to be a lot of, a lot more commercials about family and togetherness and unity and blah, blah, blah. And I think everyone kind of knew that it wasn't going to be, you know, one of those crazy entertaining, you know, animals juggling and, and farting on each other type of uh, uh, Super Bowl. So, you know, with, in the age of the internet, you can get that, that word can get around and get out a lot quicker than it normally would that, Hey, you know, is really not going to be that entertaining as far as the commercial. So the people that would watch for that necessarily, they, they can pretty much check out. So I don't know how much of a percentage of that uh, were, were people that just didn't feel like checking in because they already knew it wasn't going to be a, a lot of good commercials, but it's probably a, a decent percentage of those. Yeah, it's been about three or four years now since you didn't actually have to watch the Super Bowl to watch the commercials. Yeah, that a lot of them got released early on the they, internet. Right, they would they would actually drop the Super Bowl commercials before the Super Bowl, right. and that sort of takes some of the so people who were going to watch for the commercials, which is generally your your non football fan watching the game, right? You know, just the people who watch it for the spectacle. And, and the commercials, you don't even have to do that anymore. They're all on YouTube, you know, four days before the game. Right. It was a lower, it was, it was a low, it was a low draw. And uh, yeah, it's not helped by the fact that it wasn't. And I, I didn't think it was that exciting of a matchup, which I said in the preview and, and you were, you know, you kind of took the other side of that because of the uh, Mahomes angle. And then once you get into the game and, 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 yeah, you, I, I could see that that probably steadily declined even worse throughout the game. I, I don't even want to know what the the rating was on that, like in the final hour of the game. We'll probably never see those numbers. Like <laughs> how many sure TVs were like my TV was off halfway through the third quarter. I was yeah. done. I was just like, I don't, no point watching this anymore. I'm sure those numbers are out there. You just got to dig through like the, the trade uh, websites and the, the official advertising because it's not going to be front and center. That's for sure. You have no. to search for it a little bit. Yeah, the NFL will bury that just like they will the uh, the headline I saw about how – oh, where is it? It's a, it's, it's another good one. Uh, Brady and Mahomes were mic'd up for their post-game chat. So here, here's what Tom Brady said to Patrick Mahomes after the game and here's what they said to each other. Makes me wonder if Brady was mic'd up for the whole game. Do you know what I mean? I mean some of those uh, yapping at, uh, I mean, at Honey yeah, Badger and I'd some of those really back like and forth. Because uh, Honey Badger deleted a tweet uh, that somebody made him take down, not him. Uh, that Tom Brady may have said something uh, a little off color. Oh. And, I know uh, he said something that that got him very hot. That's all I know. Yes. So I don't know if we have a. Is this a? I, I want to know. I want, to, yeah. I want to know what Brady said because I, you know, the NFL would never let you know, you know, that Tom Brady said the thing that you know you, you shouldn't be saying. But 
makes me yeah. kind of wonder because you got to say something to get somebody really riled up. Especially in the the Super Bowl when you're supposed to be, you know, keeping your cool, going back and forth and playing, uh, <laughs> yeah. playing, just playing the game. You gotta, you can't be, you know, drawing penalties for jaw jacking in the Super Bowl because that's just dumb, uh, right? Unless somebody says something that really triggers you. So right. So I, yeah, I have a that, feeling. Uh, I have a feeling that his mic might have been out, and we might have like uh, a, you know, sec- like a Jeffrey Epstein security camera moment there. <laughs> What do you mean he, uh, we didn't see what was going on in this <laughs> cell at that moment? I, I don't understand. Hey, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> he was just here. He was just alive. I, just, I was looking I was right at him. Oh, hey, you know. what happened? <laughs> that's the, that's, just... the, that's directly ripped. That's the audio feed from the security <laughs> you know, room when all the you know, tapes go fuzzy you know, and all the things go to, to static, and then like 30 seconds later, they all come back on, and the guy's laying there dead, you know. Yeah, that, that's what happens when they run into the room and, and find him laying there. It's like, um, uh, Let's go I, check I, I didn't tape. see anything. <laughs> there is no tape. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what Tom Brady said to, to Ron Matthews. There is no tape. There's been plenty of uh, mic'd up moments throughout the years that that tape will never see the light of day. <laughs> yes, and we and we know that just because not just not being a conspiracy theorist, but because of the actual season where there was no fans, and therefore we we had you know eighty per game uh, f bombs and s bombs and everything else that that slipped through because they didn't bleep it in time, and it's like oh they. Uh, they cuss a lot in the NFL. We didn't know that in the NBA too, for that matter. Well, this um, year it's been really easy to hear because there's no fans. Exactly. So we 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 know that they say things. We we know they say a lot of things, um, and we know that those things will never uh, will never be heard by us, the the the, the fan. Uh, so yeah, that's that feels like something that uh, you gotta you gotta let it cool off. Maybe wait a couple of months ish, like maybe April, maybe that that Honey Badger will sit down with some uh, newspaper in his hometown or something and and say, you know what? Here's what happened. Let me tell you exactly what this guy said, and he's supposed to be the the gold and the the face of the league. Let me tell you what he was telling me, and that's why I stuck my finger in his in his face uh, while we were arguing because the Honey Badger, and and it's not even. It's not like the Chiefs were anywhere close in the game at this point when you're seeing Tyron Matthews stick his finger in Brady's face and, and say some pointed things to him. Like, Brady just scored another touchdown to put him up, you know, multiple possessions. And that's not a time for a defender to be pointing in the face of the offensive player, right? There's no reason for him to do that except that something must have been said, like, severe. So, Yeah. We're not going to hear exactly what it was as, as far as the tape goes, but the, the, the story will come out eventually, I'm guessing. I, I hope so. I hope so. I'd like to know. I, I would nothing, too. I, I, just to make something exciting out of that game. Because <laughs> even in the moment, you were like, what did they say? Like, right. Because it was, you know, because Matthew made it a point to, you know, sort of start walking away and then go back. Mm-hmm. Like Brady said something to him that made him turn around and go back. Right. Get right in Brady's face after Brady just yeah. threw a touchdown, uh, you know, against his team. Like that's not the time to go back into the, into the quarterback's face at all. So, 
uh, yeah, something something happened. That's all we really know. Something. It's just happened. one of those little details. You see it in all these. You know, you see it, you see it in the headlines, and you see something about how oh they were mic'd up. So did, what do you mean they were mic'd up for just the somebody ran up and mic'd them up as they were running out to midfield? No, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> they were mic'd up. Hmm. Uh, so was, yeah, uh, that that will end up in the uh, in the dustbin. I am pretty right. sure. But uh, I just want to know. I, I, you know, I'd, I'd, nothing, nothing, nothing would, uh, you know, make it a little bit more seedy than, you know, you know, you got Brady, you know, secret racist, you know, dropping the hard R. Uh, that's probably what it was, something along those lines. I, I don't. Uh... <laughs> no, because what else could he have said to to pop I, him off I, like that? I know. That's what I mean. It's either that or he, he talked about uh, Honey Badger's, you know, baby mama or something. I don't. That, oh. That's about the only other thing you could have. I'm, right. I'm not. I don't know anything about that at all. I'm just saying, what else could you say to make someone go off like that? That you're you're yeah. beating their ass already, right? Brady didn't say, "Look at the scoreboard. I'm beating your ass." That was that wasn't what made him pop off like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, he didn't just say scoreboard. <laughs> no, that's not what makes you go crazy. It was it was something so. Yeah, that's about the only thing to come out of the game, right? There wasn't much. I, mean, I didn't yeah. even make it out of the game. I I, I even forgot about the show. <laughs> that is funny. It was so bad that it just made you forget that there was even a recap to it. <laughs> yeah, I was just, you know, just I was so just I I honestly it, I turned off the TV and I was like that's it. I'm I'm done. I, I was done with the 2020 football season through half halfway through the third quarter of that football game. I was I was I was over with it. Uh, so were a lot of people. You weren't alone. And of course Brady won't do the thing that he should do and just retire. You, you proved it. Nope. Got to keep going. So got to come back. This, go back for eight. Uh, yeah, but you just you just keep you know, and I understand that these guys are all protected, but at some point you're going to be a 44 year old guy, and uh, you know, you, you don't be Alex Smith. That's all I'm going to say. Well, did you see the chart of the dropbacks of the of each quarterback? Like no. how many different ways that Mahomes had to roll this way, that way, back. 20 yards this way, and then the chart of Brady's drop back is like three, four yards back, and then maybe a <laughs> yard to the left and a yard to the right. He can play until he's 60 if that's all he I has know. to do and, and not get yeah. not get hit. Like, so long as he gets protected, he can absolutely keep going. Now, why he wants to, with all the money that he, he has a, along with his wife, uh, like, I don't know why you'd want to continue to, but, you know, yeah, he, he's going to keep going. He's, he's, he's driven. On, I believe it was a two, he signed a two-year deal. I I don't even know. I believe it was a two year deal, um, but I yeah I, I figured you, wouldn't you figure this is just it you you won your second title you you, know, you got everybody talking about how it's all you and now it wasn't Belichick which is just makes me laugh yeah, so know. hard. I know. You know because everybody just seems to want to go oh look now it's like well Brady's got seven and Belichick's only got six and even though uh, they won more than half of those titles on defense. And and also wouldn't Belichick have loved to have the Tampa Bay defense this year? I think they would have done a lot better in New York, New, in New England. Yeah. Right. Now can Belichick take the blame somewhat or a lot for how bad the Patriots were this year? Absolutely. 
Would the Patriots mm-hmm. have won the Super Bowl this year with Tom Brady? No. No. <laughs> Not even close. Brady knew that Brady no, no, knew no. when to get out. Yeah, Brady knew that he had no weapons and he knew that the uh well the defense was, was iffy. Um but they they'll be better next year because they had a lot of guys that opted out because of COVID. Uh, right. But that offense was trash. Yes. Yeah, he had no no weaponry at all. You know, and and so yeah, I'm not gonna be you know, so everybody wants to pile on Belichick now. And, and you know and it's it's just yeah. It's it's all media though. It's it's all media narrative. It shouldn't get to me. It's not all media. It's dumbass fans who get uh propped up because of the your 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 real bane, which is social media and how that takes uh, dumb opinions and uh propagates them all throughout the world as if they have value. Uh, just because you find some other people that think the same way do. That's the real problem to me. I've yeah, I but I've been saying that for years. I don't even say it anymore because it's just assumed yeah. that, that the, the social media is just the problem. <laughs> uh, and, and it's too bad because it, it reduces so many arguments to, you know, very simplistic means. And it's obviously right. things are a lot more complicated than that. Or, but Or you have an opinion about a sports team or about anything. And especially on Twitter, which is why I don't even bother. Because somebody comes up with a take on something and all they do is get crapped on for where they live or what team they root for. Like, like my, you know, what team you root for somehow invalidates your opinion. Yeah. And, or, well, what, and, or what city you live in invalidates your opinion because, oh, you're just sore. You're just a sore loser. Or, oh, man. But it happens because any intelligent opinion on it. Uh, if it goes against a, a, per, a particular town or, or player in that town, everybody from that town with avatars of that town's uh, uh, mm-hmm. logo comes back at you with, you're a hater. You're just a hater. You're just jealous. Where are you from? Who are you? You know, not realizing that they're the ones with the, the team logo on their, their uh, where, where their face is supposed to be. And that right. only shows everybody how dumb they are, but they don't see that. So yeah, so 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 twenty twenty is wrapped up. Um what a what a perfect way to wrap up our season with me sleeping for the first ten minutes of the show. And what a perfect perfect game to wrap up twenty twenty with just a complete fart in church and just uh... <laughs> What a terrible game. Uh, but we've been saying yeah. that a lot more than we used to. We said that after that Patriots Rams Super Bowl, right? Yeah, we got lucky. We had a run for about 10 years, it yeah. feel, feels like, where every game was like better and better and better. Yeah, we grew up with terrible Super Bowls, remember? I mean, we yeah. we both remember growing up in the 80s and 90s, and they'd be just routes worse than this. Yeah, there's almost nothing worse than that uh, 55 to 10, the Niners over the, Ooh, was the Broncos. Chargers. Was that the Chargers? That was a different one. That was the Steve Young one. That was bad. Oh, okay. too. It wasn't, won- yeah. Right. That was 49 no, the, to something or other. Yeah. But there's also enjoyable routes. I mean, this does not qualify. I, there have been Super Bowls that have been routes that I have enjoyed watching. I enjoyed watching uh, the Ravens with, with their route, right? Because you were watching like, an all-time defense, you know, but that was an all-time defense all year. Uh, that Legion of Boom 
Super Bowl win over Denver because you just couldn't, you were just you glued to it because you couldn't believe what you were seeing. This does not qualify. No. This was, uh, I guess if you're a defensive fan, it does, but otherwise, uh, it was terrible. Oh, and you barely got in in time to do the show, and now here's the after show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or even oh. the Bears Super Bowl win. Even that, the 46-10, to 10, because you were, again, you were watching an all-time team take the crown. I, I'm not going to look at this. I'm not going to look at this Bucks team as an, as an all-timer. No, uh, like I said, it is one of the best defensive performances uh, in any Super Bowl, and there's no yes. way you can take that away from them. No, um, and you no, know, that, that was, was they were well coached, and like you said, they they were laying the groundwork at with each round of the playoffs. You could see that they were sort of rounding into shape. So yeah, we should we should have seen this coming. That I felt terrible about that I did not see this coming. I did not see them facing another damaged offensive line. They they got the break facing the the Packers without Bakhtiari. They get the another break facing the Chiefs without uh, Eric Fisher. Um, they went to annihilate Pat Mahomes, and, and they absolutely did. I just thought the Chiefs' offense was too good to to let it matter. I, I thought that that Mahomes was going to do the the Golden State Warriors thing and just score at will, no matter what defense you were throwing at them. And uh, on this night. It just wasn't meant to be. Now maybe if, the, if this if this matchup happens again next year and Mahomes is healthy and his toe isn't busted up so bad that he needs uh, surgery and, and he's going to be missing most of the off season uh, activities because of the surgery. So obviously it was pretty damn bad. He still turned in that he still ran for 497 yards, dropping back and running away from and getting sacked uh, on a, on a toe that bad. That's, uh, yeah. that's kind of unbelievable. Foot. Yeah. That's kind of crazy, the fact that he was able to pull that off. So maybe if they come back and have a rematch and he's healthy, it'll be a different story. At least I, I would think it would be. Well, I think it'll be hard. Uh, I think it'll be hard. I mean, the Chiefs, maybe the Chiefs come back more motivated. Um, you know, they definitely need to invest some capital in their defense. But this is – I remember having this conversation at work this week – it's hard to invest capital when, when you're so invested in that offense. I mean, this is the, the, the Chiefs know who they are. And unless you're just investing a ton of draft capital, you know, in your defense, which is also hard when you're drafting 31st. Yeah. You know? So I don't, I don't foresee any major upgrades to that defense. Uh, going into next year. It's everybody's going to be a year older and you're going to have some really late round picks. They'll probably use more than half their picks on defenders. You know, will, there, will those would, guys be I, any impact? That's I would, the question. If the Chiefs don't draft defense with their first three or four picks, <laughs> I will be blown away because they're set offensively. They don't need more pieces. They've got the running back. They've got the receivers. They've got the tight end. These guys are all going to be there. Mahomes is locked up forever. Yeah, but it's so, Andy Reid. They'll 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 draft some some more receivers uh, somewhere in there. I promise you. Yeah, Probably don't don't be that too. guy who looks up at them scoring nine in the Super Bowl and going, "Oh, they need more offensive weapons." That offense was the problem. Unless it's offensive terrible. line, I okay, I'll give them a pass if they're drafting O linemen 
<laughs> but don't be drafted skill position, guys. If the, if it gets to be the end of the first round and the Chiefs are drafting wide receivers and say, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see how it, how it goes. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was terrible. <laughs> That's yeah, all I can they say. They could have definitely, you know, if there was anything scheme wise that seemed like it was missing with them, it's that. Outside of Kelsey, everybody in that receiving core is just this kind of like a speed guy, and, and you could—they really needed that just other tight end or that other body. You know, they—they they needed that big outlet target for Mahomes, that checkdown guy. It wasn't there. And then the and, guys and that he they was never, and they never it too deep were dropping it, and they never and they also never adjusted to the rush. And give it and, and gave him check down opportunities because there had to be some there. I mean, we, even, even with the rush that the um, Bucks were putting on Green Bay, there were check down opportunities there all game long for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Pat was running for his life. He didn't. If there were any, he didn't. You know, he couldn't see him because he didn't have yeah. time. Now you got to see that. You got to. You got to know it's coming quick and get that out quick. And they never yeah. made the adjustment. So congratulations to to Tampa Bay to to, to oh. Champa Bay uh, because they're the champs now. Yeah, uh, all of that. So I, what's funny about this is I watched zero coverage in the lead up to the Super Bowl, and I have watched zero coverage since the Super Bowl. I don't think you're missing anything. I, I mean, I'm at work and I've been watching like. House Hunters type shows and, and DIY <laughs> stuff and Food Network. I, I, I don't even, I don't want to hear it. I, I, I can't, because you, know, you don't need, first of all, you don't need to see it. You know what it is. Yes, you do. It's, it's you know, it's Denny Green crowning their ass all day long. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, and, and I haven't watched a whole lot of it, just a you know a couple of, um, Espen shows here and there, but it's basic, basically been, yeah, all about Tommy and, and the seventh. And uh, there's no doubt now. He's the greatest. There's just no argument at all. I'm like, okay. All and, right. And now, now you can't even debate it. <laughs> I, I guess it was a debate before, but now there's, there's no debate at all. Okay. I, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to debate anybody either. Cause I'm not going to waste my breath. Cause again, those people are convinced. And, and there's nothing you can do about it. So, okay. Whatever you say. Uh, well, I don't know if I have any more uh, to add. Uh, uh, what did you think of the halftime show? Uh, did you have any opinions on that? I I found it as exciting as the game. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Right. But it, was, it wasn't it was, good. It was it okay. Was, it was just all right. Yeah, my my daughter liked it. That's good. That's uh, this is something. She knew more of the songs, right, than me and my wife did. That, that's a turning so point. That set was maybe five songs. Does that sound about right? I couldn't tell because they just kind of ran one into the next. But there were obvious breaks between the songs. You could tell that their songs were changing. And my daughter, at least three times, is like, "Oh, I really like this song." Yeah, not because uh, she she knows it. It's like she's oh, I know this song because it's on this thing, or I know this song because right, I play right. it on my Just Dance game. So my daughter was actually really digging the halftime show. I, I didn't hate it. I'll say that. Okay, that's good. I, that you didn't hate it. It's, it's 
Yeah, I, I pop, thought it was okay. It was, pop, it, was, it was pop music, you know. It was. Yeah, uh, don't let her listen to the uh, unedited version of some of those songs. That's one tip <laughs> that, I'll, that I'll give you. Because um, uh, his themes uh, dabble in, in dark, I'll, I'll put it that way. Sure. Um, yeah, I think the reason that a lot of people disliked it or thought it was boring was because they're used to it's the Super Bowl. So here comes Gwen Stefani randomly uh, doing a guest right. spot, and yeah, and here comes Missy Elliott from the other side of the stage for uh, no reason doing something. Yeah, there, there wasn't any of that. So uh, in that respect, yes, I'll agree that it was kind of dull because there were no no yeah. guest spots. And I also think for what they were given, you know, with without a stadium full of fans with fans interspersed yeah. with cardboard outs. Um, you, you felt like he was singing in an empty stadium, basically. Pretty much. Like, okay, this is purely a show that's just being put on for TV. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from that standpoint, it's like, well, why does he even have to be at the stadium? But it's okay. <laughs> I, it wasn't – I. Like I said, I didn't hate it. It didn't. It was just. It it was there, and then it was gone, and it was just sort of like. You know, my daughter, my wife asked me, "So what do you what do you rate this halftime show? One to ten. But the best part was she asked me before it started, so she wanted to know what do I rate this, like going into it. And I said, eh, "It'll be a five. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the funny thing is, is, it was a five. There you go. Better. It was better than them bringing out some." You know, geriatric rocker. You know. Yes, we didn't need Bruce Springsteen's crotch in our in our face. Yeah, I, I didn't need that. So, though that run of Super Bowls that we got sort of after after Nipplegate, you know, where we just started you know recycling old dudes uh, to come out and do the Super Bowl halftime show, it was better than those. You know, because I think the only person that made that that Super Bowl made happy was Chris Berman. Yes, pretty much. And, and every uh, NFL reporter, because they all love uh, Springsteen and Paul McCartney and all those guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, mean, I have nothing against those guys. I'm not biased against them. They, they, they've all had long careers and they've made a lot of good music, but that doesn't really speak to the audience that the NFL is trying to cultivate here. And I'm not running out to see any of their concerts. Like they good for them that they have long careers doesn't mean I need to see them perform at all. Just not. Hey, I went. Not, not my wife and I actually pre-COVID back in 2019 went and saw. Uh, we saw Paul McCartney at Lambeau Field. Ah, yeah, I remember you telling me about that. And it was something I remember when, when my wife got me the tickets. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> it was, I, it was cool. You know what? But it was something. I'm glad I did. Right. No, I, know, I get that. I, know the songs right it was the atmosphere and it's the thing like this is you know you know i was gonna say the last living beetle but i think ringo's still alive so but yeah the last living beetle um <laughs> yeah ringo doesn't count yeah uh, nobody's nobody's packing into lambo seventy-five thousand people to, for a ringo star concert um so from that standpoint yeah i mean it's like okay i'm you know that, that it, it was like the, the the spectacle was worth being there for, and I and so from that standpoint, I really did enjoy it, and it was a good time. You got the fireworks, and it was a good show. It was a long show too. Hmm. I'll tell you what, it was a better show than the Super Bowl. 
I get that because me and a co-worker saw James Brown back in 1995, right. so he was already in his, already in his 60s by then, so yeah. yeah. It was the but fact that he was a, a legend. Right, so right. That's, it, it, becomes, a legend. It, it has more value as, you know, when you when you say like, hey, I, you know, I did that, you know, mm-hmm. you ever get it? It just gives you cred when you go into a conversation with people and they're talking about like their, the concerts they've seen. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I saw Paul McCartney here. Mm-hmm. Lambo. Oh, yeah. And I saw James Brown in Grand Park. Uh, man, it was still, a great show. I still have, which for me is still topped by seeing uh, Pink Floyd at Soldier Field. But right. you know, but they was also more not let me say the prime. It was still on the back end for them, but. That was that was really something. And speaking of Chicago, I'm looking at your wife's Facebook post. I see why you were asleep because you guys had Lumanati's tonight. Oh man, she got some shipped up free shipping. So there's a pro tip for you. I don't know if it's still running. I don't think it was like a Valentine's Day thing, but it was like six pizzas, free shipping, like a hundred bucks. Mm. So it was good. Yeah, I'm sure it was. It was good and. Because I'm having deep dish Chicago style pizza, I had a couple beers, so I was really ready for <laughs> bed. Oh, By the time you got knocked the fuck out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had all bodies and two beers. I put the kids to bed at eight, and then I crawled up into bed and put my headphones on, and that lasted fifteen <laughs> minutes. Well, we've got the really nice mattress, right? We've got the Tempur Pedic mattress, right? Yeah. Which was like always like one of those things. I remember going like to like sharper image in those places. Remember when that was a thing and you'd go to the mall and they'd always have one in the back and you'd lay on it and be like, Oh man, I'm one, one day, right? <laughs> one day. So we got one a couple, couple, couple years ago, a couple year, year, two and a half years ago. And then um, this last, this last stimulus go round, uh, we finally got the, the adjustable base for it. Right. Sure. So, you know, so you can put the head up and the feet up and, right, you can get into that, you know, like hospital bed, you know, thing going on except right. without the hands. And <laughs> so we've got that. And I swear since we got that and now we sleep every night with the head up a little bit and the feet up a little bit. And as soon as I lay down, I could I used to be able to lay there and grab my phone and I could watch YouTube videos or listen to my Spotify. I could go for hours I get like 10 minutes into a video and the phone's falling all over me. <laughs> I'm done. I finally invested. And then I invested in some, uh, some earbuds, some wireless earbuds, right? I hate earbuds because yeah. I hate putting things in my ear, but I'll, I literally will put one in one ear, you know, and then turn over so that it's on the, it's in the ear that's not on the pillow. And then I'll just put on some like relaxing music and I'll just lay there and fall asleep with music in my ear. Yep. Yep. I, oh. I bought those last year myself. Some uh, some wireless buds. Yeah. Uh, for that very same purpose to, to go to fall asleep with some some nice music. Right. Because I finally, um, you know, this last Christmas, my one of my Christmas presents to myself was I was like, I'm finally gonna get the Bose. Right. I got the Bose headphones for myself. You know, the 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 noise canceling ones. Right. Right. You can't really fall asleep with those on. No. No. Not because I'm, you know, unless you sleep on your back, which I can't do. So, so I'm like, man, this is just not working. So, you know, a couple, 
about a month ago, there was a good deal on, you know, on one of these deal tracker sites. I'm like, ah, oh, it's not too bad, you know, wireless, you know, noise canceling earbuds, and they sound they sound good. I still am an over over the ear guy, um, if for fidelity, but you know, if you want to just pop one in and you know put the other ear on the pillow and put on some relaxing music and fall asleep to that, yeah, I I've made I can make it real deep into the night with one of those on. No, I can sleep through the whole night with, um, with, with both of them in, in my ear. Yeah, for the same reason you were saying, you can't put uh, over the head headphones no. on and go to sleep with those. That's not too um, comfortable. No, no, the, that's, I still have those for work. The, the over the head uh, noise canceling for work, yeah. but for for falling asleep, I, I had the, the the earbuds that I bought. I do not re- regret that purchase at all, but I don't use them now because being in this. Uh, COVID situation where we're still split. Um, my wife's still in one bedroom and I'm still in the other because I have to go out still every day because I'm still, you know, what was the word they used last year? That was such bullshit. I forgot already. Um, essential, essential. That's it. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. So I'm still essential. So we're still doing the split thing. So now I don't have to put on earbuds uh, to fall asleep because I can just turn on the, the music on the, the cable system and then fall right. asleep with that. Because I'm in the room uh, by myself now, but yeah, when we when I do go back to in my own bedroom with my wife, like we're supposed to be, um, that's what the uh, earbuds are for was to fall asleep with that music. So yeah, uh, expensive but uh, absolutely worth it. So there, there's yeah. a free endorsement. Well, there you go. See, it's the after. It's, it's kings of non sequitur now. Now we're just now we're just and usually. Okay. You know what's funny though is most Super Bowls we'll talk about the Super Bowl in the second hour too, and it was like as soon as the hour was up, it's like nah, I'm done. I'm not even going to talk about the Super Bowl anymore. I know it started talking about you were asleep for the show, and while and yeah. now we're talking about sleep habits and, and earbuds and whatnot. It was so yeah, talking about that. my mattress and my bass and my <laughs> headphones. And it's and been so it's the... so cold. It's so cold um, up here right now that. Uh, We've actually had the the kids are camping on the floor in our bedroom because uh, it's so cold in their bedrooms. Sure. This is an old house. Yeah, we don't even have the kids uh, in their rooms right now. We've got them camped out, you know, with with a pad on the floor because uh, if we don't have an extra heater running in my daughter's room, it's about 48 degrees in there. Believe me, I remember how cold your house is. Believe me. And it was still freezing. Yeah. Well, it was twenty twenty one below when I woke up this morning. Holy sh! At the wind chill. <laughs> That's insane. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. When I walked, I, I walked over to the school to pick my kids up at three fifteen, and it was four degrees. And it was sunny. Man, it was windy, <laughs> and you know. Yeah, it was windy and four. That's I, I can't even imagine twenty one below. I can't. That's just we, we. You know, Chicago obviously gets cold, but it doesn't get twenty one below cold. It just not that often. I mean, it would that was you know every once in a while you'd get sub zero, but but not too often. Not that low. <laughs> um. So yeah, now down it's here, it's a balmy two. Outside, I just checked. We're only going to be wave. at minus twelve tonight, so oh. it's a heat wave. Yeah, so down here, um, 
it's it was still in the uh, 40s going down to the 30s when we left work. But in anticipation, I'd never seen this before in my life. In anticipation of it might snow, oh, dude was th- dude was throwing salt down uh, in front of our in front of our job. I've never seen salt thrown down before the snow got there. I've never heard of that. But this is Memphis, no. so they're just just in case, and it's not guaranteed it's going to snow. But just in case, we're gonna throw this salt down now. It, the snow ain't even. It's not. It's not even snow. Uh, cold, it's not even cold enough. It was like still forty degrees at that point when we left. We were leaving my job at at three thirty today, and somebody's outside just completely. I almost slipped on the shit. It was so uh, so much salt on the ground, and it was completely dry out there. And I'm like, I've never seen this, but you know they're they're, they're getting ready. At least somebody knew what salt was here because the the actual roads crew. Uh, we've talked about this many times. They don't know what the fuck salt is. They just throw whatever <laughs> sand or. Uh, gravel, whatever they they don't they don't even know what what salt is. So at least somebody knows. But been all my all the years in Chicago, all the years that we've seen people throwing salt to to melt the snow that's out there, but never once remember seeing someone throwing salt in anticipation of snow that's coming. That that was a new one. They'll do that here, but it's usually like the big dump is coming. You know, not the. Hmm. Not just the oh, it might we might get flurries. Yeah, because you know it's that's all you're going to get here in Memphis is if it, if there is any snow, it's going to be the the lightest of, of flurries, basically. Yeah. So so that's what we're looking at. We're not looking at 21 below, thank God. <laughs> oh man, I see. Yeah, I guess I guess baseball's starting on time, or do we know? I guess so, because they're finally starting to decide what the rules of the season is going to be, which is good of them to, to decide to do that now. Yeah, bad um, rules. I, I still hate the – Yeah. I, I don't like the runner on second for the 10th inning on. I think that's a terrible rule. I'm not a fan of it either, but it appears to be here to, to stay. Yeah. Um, I I don't love the seven inning double headers because that just reminds me of minor league baseball, but that appears to be here for for the time being. Um, but they're not going to do the DH thing. I guess they're saving some bargaining chips for uh, when the uh, the collective bargaining is coming up at the end of the season. So they know the players want the DH uh, because it's more jobs for 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 players for hitters, right? And the and they're not going to give them that, but the on the other side, they, they the owners want the expanded playoffs again because that's just more revenue to share for all the teams, even the ones that aren't trying, which is most of them. Um, and they're not going to do that this year. They're not going to do the same expanded. Uh, but and, and they shouldn't do that because that makes it look like the NBA where everybody gets in no matter how bad your record is. And I don't think they should be doing that either. Uh, but it looks like they're saving both of those sides for, for bargaining chips. So I would expect that as part of the deal uh, when they – do do a new deal after the season is over. You're going to get the DH and you're going to get permanent uh, NBA playoffs expanded. So just get ready for that. What I would prefer, and I don't know if it's been decided on that I would like to see stay is I'm fine. If you go back to the playoff format for baseball, but keep the three game play in. Right. Instead of having the, the one game. One game play-in is ridiculously dumb uh, to boil it. You know, it's not like it's football 
<laughs> we got a you know a 16 game schedule, and then you could have a wild card round, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. every one game you can't have a 162 game baseball season, and you have your two wild card teams come down to one game. That's that's one bad inning, one bad one bad bounce, one bad call. Six months of regular season baseball boiling down to one ball that hit the chalk and was called foul right. or something. Yeah, that, that's right. Dumb. And I mean, my solution. I've been talking about the three game uh, play in round where all you know the whole the better seated team gets all three games at home, right? And just make it a best of them and three straight days. You know, no no off days. So that way, you, that way you can compress it so that all the teams that legitimately, you know, won their divisions and made the playoffs, they they, they only get that three day break. You know, so you have basically the last day of the season. You always have that day off after because of play in games, right? Where you have tiebreaker games. Yep. And then and boom, three games to. Three games to start the playoffs, and the fourth day of playoffs start. <laughs> so the, you, know, you you should put these wild card teams at a bit of a disadvantage. So, right. and that only gives you four days. You know, if you're the like a team that won the the playoff, you know, won their division, or you're a high seed, or you you're a division winner, you only get four days off. That's like the all star break. And if you can sweep your series and, and take the first yeah. two then you're then you get a you know some more some more rest you know right so sometimes you to just put right. them away and so you know because later on in the playoffs you have teams that'll sweep a series and wait a week and a half it seems like before they play their next game so i don't think four games after the season or four days after the season is over would be in any way a problem uh to squeeze that in there so please do please don't go back to the one game playoff baseball please I think they're definitely going to go back to it. They love that. Uh, they make It makes it feel like the NFL where you get to concentrate on it. It's all, all the marbles. It's all on the line. It's all about this one day and no day but today and all of that. So they, they love that shit. All about the marketing, as you know. Yeah, I do see here, yeah, NLDH thrown out. Yeah, for now. So they're I, keeping – I expect they'll for be now. back. Do you think it'll be back next year, or is it going to be back before the season yeah. starts? Um, I mean, they could possibly negotiate it before the season starts. That's kind of how screwed up everything is. Is none of these changes are one hundred percent definite, permanent right now. They they could go back and negotiate and and make some more changes before the season begins. But it's ridiculous that it's this late in the process as it is that they're just deciding what right. the rules of the season is. This is crazy. Well, They're about to start you, playing real baseball in a month and a half. If you're going to have, and this is going to be a little bit of a hot take, if you're going to have the elimination of the DH, right? Completely. I mean, elimination of pitchers hitting. You're going to have universal DH for both leagues, and now both leagues are the same. Well, that's really the end of the National League, American League, kind of as we know it. So just realign completely regionally then. If it's everybody playing, you know, there, there's no separation between the leagues anymore. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it certainly takes the distinction away. That's for sure. So you I mean so you could really because you know with baseball you could really centrally, like you could have uh, a, a a division you know, with the with the Twins, the Brewers, the Cubs, the White Sox, and the Tigers. Think about that. So just be like hockey and just realign everything. Realign it all. You know. Hmm. And, you know, put the Mets and the Yankees and the Orioles and the Red Sox, right? And just drop them all, you know, these super regional divisions. You want to talk about creating, like, rivalries and, and, and you know, instead of every once in a while they play each other interleague, I think that would be the way to go. If it if they announce this tomorrow that the that baseball's thinking about it, you heard it here first. You know, they're always listening. Uh, all, everyone who wants their, their hot ideas and their hot takes on sports, everyone listens to it in much less detail. I, I know it. This is the place. That's right. <laughs> I have no idea when our, our next show is going to be because I was thinking uh, in years past that we'd be getting ready for the Oscars show. But this year, the Oscars, uh, I had to look up the date today, and I was shocked that they're not having the Oscars until the end of April. So wow. we're not gonna we don't have to worry about that for for a long, long time. I would, I would imagine I would we usually get about a we usually have about a two to three week kind of like timer that goes off in our heads and says, eh, it's probably time to throw up a show. Well, usually the Oscars does that makes is that timer for us because they always have it you know before yeah. before March comes so. Right, we'd have the Oscar show and the baseball preview and uh, the WrestleMania show. Well, after the Oscars, kind of... would be March March Madness would be oh, a yeah. couple weeks after that. Which is um, amazing. I've watched literally zero <laughs> college basketball this year. Yeah, I haven't watched much. Um, I'm, I'm actually getting you know excited to start watching again and start taking notes and hopefully I don't have to throw my whole notebook at, uh, into the garbage like I did last year because of the fact that they canceled the big dance right under our noses. Uh, so hopefully all of that work doesn't go for naught. Like oh last year you mean when they were literally yeah. running players off the court at halftime? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Don't oh don't play anymore. We we're, we're canceling the tournament. <laughs> I know we're in the middle of the game, but everybody go home. We're in a pandemic now. Goodbye. Yeah. And well, we made it all the way through football. We didn't think we would. No, I, I really didn't. I yeah, thought they would. Again, you know, it's, it's, it seems like it seems like they're just, you know, they're 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 dealing with it. Right. The money has to keep coming. The machine has to keep rolling. The TV contracts aren't getting canceled, so they have to produce this product for these networks. So we right. knew that was going to happen. The money's not going to flow even to the level that it did before. You got to at least put the Band-Aid on it, which I think is all they're doing right now because, you know, you're not getting any gate. You're not getting any concessions. Parking, the neighborhoods. Right? You think about Wrigleyville, you right. know, and, and all these, you know, for tailgating or any of these things, all of these, you know, areas that's around the ballparks that have turned into their own little, you know, revenue engine for, for, for business owners and all that's all been cut off. So yeah, I mean, anything they can do, at least play the games, <laughs> at least get the, at least get the TV money. But if the, 
uh, ratings continue to drop, they're not going to get that much. You know, that's going to go down too. Oh, the the contracts are locked in. Luckily for them, so they're going to get that yeah. money no matter how bad the ratings are. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for the next deal, it might not be so hot. But uh, then again, you know, with, with streaming, uh, you see these new uh, revenue streams open up with with the streaming. You know, just it's not it's a brave new world. It's not what it used to be. You don't just look at ABC, NBC, Fox, uh, CBS, ESPN. Now Amazon.com might want to uh, stream yeah. your shit. Now you know Google might want to stream your shit. YouTube. So uh, you, you got more more revenue streams uh, opening and and more possibilities. So everything's kind of up in the air still. But uh, one thing's definitely for sure that they were going to play these football games. They're going to play these baseball games. They're going to play these basketball games. Uh, because those TV contracts, the, the, that's pretty much all they got. If they didn't play, play the games, they wouldn't get that that TV money, and it, there'd be nothing left. Because, like you said, there's no uh, there's no live game, there's no you know nothing like that. So they have to play these games. Right, you know, and they're missing out on the big, you know, what I thought would be the uh, the wave of the future, which would be the uh, the virtual reality element of it, which I'm sure is still to come. Oh, certainly. That's where yeah. you you actually have the cameras set up all over the stadium, and then you you just buy your ticket, you know. And then you sit there at home uh, and pretend like you're front row at uh, the Coliseum. I you know do I want to do I want a ticket on the 50 yard line or do I want to pay less for a ticket on the 20 yard line? And I put mm-hmm. on a little headset, right? And I'm at the game, or do I want to pay more to actually you know get the feed from like the player camera, you know? I have no doubt that something like that is on its way. And I also have no doubt that owners are pushing that off as much as possible because they can't make money selling you $8 hot dogs and $10 beers. If you're sitting at home. Oh yeah. But what would you imagine? Imagine what you would have to pay for that experience. Oh yeah. Only the bulk, only the high rollers uh, at first. That's for, yeah. that's for damn sure. Right. Which is why that's why, that's why I don't own a VR headset. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, I, Jack. Jack Nicholson probably does. He can afford it. <laughs> Don't even have to go to the arena anymore. Just sit at home and, and be a super fan. Headset on, it's like you're there. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe someday. Maybe, maybe we'll still be around when that's uh, when that becomes a, a big time thing. All right. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's in, my, in our lifetimes. Yeah, I, I think so. You would buy a ticket. You know, you would actually like. You know, and then, and now, guess what? Now you don't have to worry about uh, how many fans are in the stadium either. You could sell a million tickets. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm sure there'll still be a, an element of fans in the stadium. There'll just be, you know, those super high roller seats. Right. Uh, yeah, like you said, uh, you don't have to sell one seat right there at the fifty. You can sell you know, however many people can afford to buy that particular camera angle and, and they all pay, you know, $3,000 and you just rack up the money and, right. and, and, and everything keeps rolling. You know, I'll just, I'll buy the goal line seat. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been to, been to football games, right? You've been to an NFL game, right? I still have not. I'm the ultimate outsider. Oh. still haven't been okay. to an NFL game. Well, it, you know, you're, where you're seated <laughs> greatly impacts your viewing ability i would say that not you know baseball not so much um even though it's different everywhere you can still kind of you know you get the sense everywhere where you're at what's going on but yeah you can get into a football stadium and if you're like you know 
back of the back corner of the end zone and all that action is on the other side of the field for the whole game. You're very uh, reliant on that scoreboard. Yeah, and, basketball and is similar. Yeah. Um, I've actually preferred, if I'm going to be in a situation like that, I'd prefer to be up high um, because then you can actually get a, you get more of that bird's eye view of a, of the action. You can actually see things like plays develop and everybody's really tiny, but you still at least can see what's happening. Right. Yeah. Basketball is similar. I've been to a lot, a lot of basketball games and yeah, those, those, those corner seats and you looking at the action down at the other end of the floor and you're like, what's going on? It, it looks like they're trying to do a layup, but I, don't, I can't tell, uh, you know, the passing, you can't really see where the ball is going. You see, in, you know, general direction of which, where it's going, but you can't really tell what play is being run. And, and yeah, it's, it's much better if you're, uh, yeah. And, and the same thing is if you got a crappy corner seat like that, you'd rather be up in the upper deck because at least then you can see over the top and have a better chance of seeing what's going on. Right, an NBA. I've never been to an NBA game, so that's where you, we. Wow, okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, just, you know, that's one of my sort of regrets because you know, living in Chicago in the '90s, with never, never saw it, never saw it in person. That old barn is uh, Chicago. The Chicago Stadium is just. I have just as many fond memories there as I do going to uh, Old Comiskey Park. Uh, some of the same smell, some of the same mustiness, some of the same, uh, like, the history that you know. There's some real uh, unbelievable athletic talent that has walked through these places, and some of their sweat stains you can still smell. You know, um, it, it, it's, uh, it's an experience, that's for sure. Um, but Comiskey, uh, man, I still cannot smell real onions to this day without thinking of uh, old Comiskey Park. Uh, is that good or bad? Yeah. Okay. Great memories. Okay. Stale, stale beer. I can't oh, tell that without thinking about old Comiskey too. You're talking about the old stadium, or are you talking about yeah, the old yeah. No. Okay. You're talking no, about the old, mad, the old madhouse on Madison is what you're talking about. Yes, the old Chicago stadium. Oh man, musty and and awesome. Yes. And probably the same uh, family of rats that uh, that inhabit the subway in Chicago. Probably the DNA of those same rats were were in Chicago Stadium too. Oh man! All right. Well, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, glad my wife woke me up. Otherwise, I would have <laughs> left you hanging for the whole show. Yeah, I was. I was scared. I'll admit. <laughs> because she's like, uh, I saw it on Facebook, and she's like, I think your phone just buzzed, and I looked, and there's a text from you, and I was like, you, like, you coming? I was like, Oh no! <laughs> I kind of rolled out of bed, and she's like, You going on the show? I'm like, Yeah, kind of, kind of should. <laughs> I'm I'm very glad you did. I'm very thankful you didn't uh, leave me out here for the whole hour. <laughs> I was 9.08 when I looked at the phone. Uh, you know, and as soon as she said it too, and I was just like, oh, man. I, yeah. had, just, I had just fallen asleep too. <laughs> you know that feeling, right? When you mm-hmm. just, you just got comfortable and you're just, you're out. You're like, oh, this is good. Yep, that's, that's usually when my wife turns on the light and says I got to go to the bathroom or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, now not the first time that's happened to me on this show, but definitely the first time it's ever happened to talk about a Super Bowl. That's how exciting it was for you. <laughs> it's like I did no prep. It's like okay, I got to go mm-hmm. talk about this thing old. 
what are you going to prep for? What are you going to do? What, what, what could you possibly look up? Yeah, well, I was actually planning on just playing vomiting sounds for the hour. <laughs> <laughs> it gets cut to me. I just, oh, okay. What do you think about the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tampa. I know you're you're hating that, but oh, look, yeah. that's how most of the country feels. I have a feeling. Yeah, and you know. Less people watched it than have watched the Super Bowl in 15 years. Isn't that great? There you go. Congrats, Tommy. <laughs> You're the GOAT. <laughs> You're the GOAT. You're the greatest. You, what, what a draw. <laughs> people aren't sick of you at all. No, not oh, at all. He's the GOAT. Now he's like the GOAT of GOATs. That was the big one I was hearing about on Monday. That was all the BS. Was like Now he's the greatest sports figure of all time. It's like, no. No, that, uh, sorry. So, okay, I, what, whatever anyone wants to say about it, okay. I'm, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to fight. I'm just sure. whatever. Yeah, yeah. That, okay. Because you, really, you can really quantify that across sports too, huh? Of you course. Tell, you tell me Brady's better than MJ? Okay. Uh-huh. All right. You, you go with that. That makes you feel good. Yep, pretty much. You, y'all go on with y'all bad self. Better than Gretzky, sure. Sure. Uh, Gretzky, I, he's a punk. He's a bum. Yeah. <laughs> Overrated. <laughs> Cream, yeah, he's nothing. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, no, yeah. So now, now he's not just a goat. Now he's like the goat of goats. So what? Whatever. Okay. At this point, no arguing. Just let them have their say and then just, you know, let them do what they want to do. Meanwhile, we will do our thing. uh, uh, Like Jay was saying, probably in a couple of weeks, two or three weeks, we'll decide that we got to get on it. You know, uh, at that point, baseball's uh, training camps will have open spring training will be uh, getting underway. And if anything, we'll probably get to talk about some more rules that have been established, uh, put in place for, for the upcoming baseball season and uh, maybe a little NFL uh, free agent or trade talk. That seems to be what's going to happen more this offseason in the NFL than anything. It's just It feels like there's going to be a massive number of quarterback deals. Uh, you know, there's so many guys that are unhappy and want to leave. Yeah. And Well, we might, we, might, we might be having a show in the next few days if Carson Wentz is a bear because I got to get that hot take. I'm not doing a whole show on that bullshit. Come on. Oh, I'm sure no, you could. I want to hear I, I you could. rant. I, I, I that's could. what I mean. I want. I, yeah. I don't want to wait. If that happens, <laughs> I don't want to wait two weeks to get your reaction. I want that like hot. I could go for an hour about how stupid that would be, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I, and I could. I just want to sit here and laugh at you for an hour. <laughs> laugh at my like pain with, with your with your Chernobyl meltdown over there. <laughs> oh. I mean, all I could, all, all I would be saying for an hour is he was the worst graded quarterback. He's got more turnover worthy throws than any quarterback in the league, and that's what you want. Ah! <laughs> or is that just going to be you playing the vomiting sounds for an hour? Pretty much. That's pretty much. Hey, Trey, what do you think about? <laughs> yeah, that'd be about it. So. Let's, well, say it ain't so, right? But, you know, let's, somebody's. They keep talking though, like oh he's he's imminent. It's it's happening in the next few days. 
That that's Philly's people putting that out there and trying to drive his price up. That's all that is. Well, it worked on the Bears last time. I know. <laughs> that's what it's I'm afraid right of. Out, right out of the 49ers playbook. Oh. And that what yeah, got the remember when the Bears had to jump trade away everything to jump ahead of the Niners who weren't going to take Mitch Trubisky anyways. <laughs> move up one spot. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, one way or another, we'll have something to discuss uh, in a few weeks. So we'll let this uh, Super Bowl breathe a little bit and and get some space and then God just get away from this game. This, this game that was so bad, Jason tried to get away from it and go to sleep and didn't even want to recap it. So I, I don't you know. I think I'm officially gonna. I have already figured out how. I'm going to end all this Tom Brady shit, right? I'm just going to have to pick them to win the Super Bowl next year. Oh, that'll do it. See? What? See? That'll do it. And, I, and if we really want to do it, I can double down. I'll open up a betting account and put money on it. <laughs> that will absolutely kill it. <laughs> there is no chance that Tommy gets an eighth ring if I put money on it. Man, if you put money on it and I pick them to go all the way through, he That's blows something it. out week one. Right, exactly. He doesn't even make it to the to the uh, to the postseason. He'll get injured before right. that. No, actually, he'll see that I picked them to win the Super Bowl and that you put money on them. He'll just retire. <laughs> That's when he'll decide to quit. <laughs> That's right. He'll put out the press release. Uh, I, I've learned that Andre put money on me, <laughs> and for my own safety, he was talking me up. He was talking me up on the show. We know what happens when you talk people up on the show. So, you know, <laughs> you get them killed. Absolutely. Make them disappear like they're in the Effingham. All right. <laughs> like it disappeared? That's right. Just disappeared. All right. I'm uh, going to attempt to go back to bed. Okay. Well, thank you for joining me anyway. Oh, Definitely appreciate like, it. I'm like rolling out of bed to do the show. <laughs> In my pajamas. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll hopefully we'll uh, both be awake and alert for our next show whenever that's going to be uh, somewhere down the road. All right. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been in much less detail the podcast recapping a dreadful Super Bowl Fifty Five, and yeah, um, about all we can say about that. Uh, and we'll be back somewhere down the road again. Follow us. Uh, uh, follow us on Twitter. He's at IMLDJTG. I'm at IMLDDre. Um, whenever we do go live, I do tweet that out uh, under my handle, so at least you'll know at that moment that we're live. Um, and as far as when we schedule our next show, if you follow us uh, at the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail, they will uh, let you follow your favorite show on that site um, if you sign up for an account with them. And when we schedule a show, it'll let you know at that point. So you'll be in the loop as far as that goes. Um, So whenever we do another show, we will talk to you then. And hopefully we'll have a much better NFL season and Super Bowl next year. That's about all we can hope for. We will talk to you in a few weeks.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.